Hey, I really enjoyed worship tonight, guys. Thank you so much. Let's, yeah. All I knew about Caitlin was that before we went on the ski trip, she said, uh, she's back over there one Tuesday night. She said, do you mind if I bring my guitar on the ski trip? And I was like, no, it's fine. Uh, I didn't know she was like a really good worship leader, very humble. And then you combine her and Jordan together. And uh, so I come from a background where like you can lift your hands and stuff. Like it's okay. Some of you are like, only if you're asking a question. And, uh, And so I really enjoyed like tonight there were like, there's like some people worshiping, like, I don't care if I've showered, like, I'm, like, you were like, I love it, like, in the back, I just loved watching some of you were really worshiping, and I know you don't have to do that to really worship, the Bible does say lift up holy hands to the Lord, and so it is an opportunity to do that. We'll talk about, we need to talk about worship postures one night, Jordan, that would be good, we could talk about, yeah, we could combine a worship postures and a prayer postures, and the scripture is full of that, that could be really cool, okay, all right, so let's go ahead and jump in. We, I sent three polls out to you tonight on the group me, and, uh, or yesterday and today. Before we get to the polls on the group me, let's just talk about the group me for a minute. That thing is anarchy. Like, I have an old t-shirt I just wanted to see if somebody wanted to buy. Like, it's amazing how many things go on that group me. Um, so I think we should start a second group me. Yeah, a second group me. One that's like, hey, I want to know what's happening with the Tuesday night crew and Christ Covenant. The other one for like the tricycle sale that's going to happen. For the roommate that needs a roommate whose friend needs a roommate. Like for the I had cats. Okay, you had cats. Like, like we, like, I'm going to call that one affectionately the church bulletin board. If you ever went to a church that had a bulletin board in the hallways, that's, yeah, John Robert, that's right, yes. Okay, yeah, so, so here's what's going to happen. We're just going to start migrating over to CC Tuesday 2.0. It has actually already been created. Uh, and so we're going to just start merging that way. That's going to be the communication for all things here. So if you have a prayer request, if you actually go here, um, if you have like, like if you have, that was tried too much. Um, <laughs> like if it pertains to you and tonight and the Lord and Christ's covenant, we'll put it on there. Michael Boyton, who put on a kickball league, that would fit. It's a kickball league for you. If I wanted to, if you have a question though, just, just message me. Just text me. Thomas, what do you think? And I'll be like, what do you think? And you'll know. We'll know which one it goes on, but it'll be great. Okay, enough of that. But on this group me, I didn't think anybody would answer the questions, but they did because we're transitioning into a series on the attributes of God. The attributes of God are one of my favorite things to study. I'm glad we're getting out of relationships tonight. We're going to spend the next few minutes on relationships. Then we're going to go, yeah, anybody else glad we're getting out of relationships? Yes. Um, so we are, we're going to then go into the attributes of God. Here's why it's good that we just buckle down and say, I didn't just come because they were going to tell me how to date somebody. The longer you get into a series, it's really a lot about me. 
the longer you go to a church and hear sermons that are really more about me. I promise you, every other area of your life will start to suffer. The more that the moon soaks up the sun's light, the more the moon shines back on the earth. We need to be about the Lord. We need to be thinking of the Lord. We need to have our minds set on the Lord. And I promise you, our relationships, they'll get worked out. Our jobs, they'll get worked out. All the other stuff will get worked out if we will take our attention off ourselves and onto the Lord. So I asked a couple of questions. I put J.I. Packer for the first one. It's not, it's actually A.W. Tozer, but J.I. Packer in the opening pages of Knowing God quotes A.W. Tozer. So I wasn't completely off base. But A.W. Tozer said, what comes to mind when we think about God is the most important thing about us. And about 75% of you said, yes, that is true. About 25% said, I'm not sure. And about nine of you said, no way, that's not true. I disagree. Um, and so I think that what, what I would say is, as we get into this study, what comes into your mind about God, if it's not the most important thing about you, it is incredibly telling. Incredibly telling. This is worth just a quick pause. If you know the person you're sitting next to, I think you should turn to them and say, in like five seconds or less, here's what comes to mind when I think about God. So here, I'm gonna, you just turn to the person you're gonna talk to. If you don't have somebody, that's okay. But if you're gonna find the person, here we go, ready? Now, you're gonna look at them, make eye contact. When I think about God, finish the statement. What comes to mind? All right, switch people. If you haven't switched, switch the people. All right. You have a lot to say about God. That's good. Let's move on. Question number two. Of these options, I see God as... Kind, angry, disappointed in me, mysterious, or temperamental. So again, about 25% of you said either disappointed in me or mysterious. And about 75% said kind. Nobody said angry. And two people said temperamental. Here's the bigger, here's the bigger issue. You and I, as we start to look at these attributes of God, are never the same thing for very long. Like today, somebody probably said, oh, she's so kind. Somebody else probably said, what's wrong with them? We're not the same thing for very long. When we look at all these different attributes of God over the next few weeks, this is something you just gotta burn in your mind. And this is one of the reasons that God is so hard to understand. He is incomprehensible, but he's given us a lot of clues to be able to understand him to some extent. The difference, one of the differences between God and you and I is whatever he is, he always is. He is always kind, and at the same time, he is always just. He doesn't have a kind moment and then a just moment. 
I'm just going to let that sit because that's, it's heavier than you think it is. Okay, now, the relationship question that you jumped on so quickly. As a relationship, by the way, I took my glasses off when I typed this, so I put an and, and there shouldn't have been an and. I'm half blind. Leave me alone. So, as a relationship becomes serious, if my significant other, if I ask my significant other to unfollow a person on social media, they should do as I ask. If this gets serious, the relationship gets serious, and it's serious, and you say to them, Who's that girl? Why don't you not follow her? This is awesome. Some of you are like, heck yes. You've got a story we probably need to counsel. Meet us over here <laughs> afterwards. Some of you are like, no, you're probably part of their story. <laughs> some of you, some of you said, Maybe, and I, I imagine where you're going is it depends. Like, it depends on how serious it is. I'll just tell you something. If Heather looked through my phone, which she has my password, and which she often looks through my phone, giant red flag if she did not have my password and she could not look through my phone. When Heather looks through my phone, and she does occasionally, sometimes I'm like, where's my phone? And she's like... <laughs> I'm like, well, just give it to me when you're done, okay? And so, if Heather's like, ah, who's this? And in all honesty, it would probably be somebody that I'm like, I don't know, I just clicked follow back. If she's like, do you notice there's nothing covering most of her body? And I'd be like, that's true. She, and if she said, why don't you not follow her? And I was like, what are you talking about? That would be very dumb on my part. It would not be a good start to the rest of that conversation. She has full reign to say, Thomas, don't follow that girl. And me be like, okay. Like, that's that. The more, the more serious the relationship gets, the more rights you give up. Bottom line. That goes with TV shows, that goes with movies, that goes with exes, that goes with all this stuff. So you just need to figure out, like, Am I down with like how much or how little they want to have control over those things? And it's good for them to have at least some control over those things. Nobody needs unlimited choice. Okay, we'll move on. We'll talk about that when you're engaged at some point. And y'all are like, can they date? Can they follow their ex? And I'll be like, oh, this is going to be good. Uh, and so probably not, by the way. It just depends. Let's keep going. Okay, relationship Q's and A's. I got to do these really fast. Marriage and relationship Q and A. Um, here we go. The reason I put that on the question was because of this question. Uh, the reason I put that on the poll. Following borderline nude Instagram people, is that sinful? And when should you unfollow someone? Yes, that's probably sinful. It's really difficult for a guy to look at a girl without much on and go, hmm, genetically appropriate, like she's designed well. Like, no, that's not what a guy thinks. I appreciate her showing me all those things. Like, no, that's probably sinful. So when should you unfollow someone? Whenever it makes you stumble, whenever it makes the person you're interested in or dating or engaged to or married uncomfortable, or if I picked up your phone and I was like looking through the people you follow and you were like, please, Thomas, don't get to that one, don't get to that one. And if I got to that one, don't follow them. Okay, 
If it's gonna embarrass you in front of other people, don't follow them. How to say no in intimate bound moments, but communicate it's out of love and, re- and not rejection. Okay, there was one time that Heather and I were driving down the road and we were engaged. She doesn't know I'm gonna tell this story. And Heather, Heather was like, liking me. And we were engaged. There's a day on the calendar when you're going to have sex. It makes things very blurry. There was a time when I was like, hey, we cannot. And she was like, maybe we can. And I was like, maybe we can't. And I was like, no, 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 we can't. And like, like you have these conversations when you're engaged. And I know that may make you uncomfortable. You will have these conversations. And then you're like, we shouldn't, we should, we shouldn't, we should. No, 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 no. And you know what? I finally just had to be like, we can't. I'm dying. I'm going to walk now. Like, into a lake and swim for a long time away from you. Like, like it was like, but you know what? I communicated clearly, I love you, I'm crazy for you, I can't wait for the day when this can happen, but if we go forward at this point, we'll both regret it later. What did that communicate to her? It did not communicate to her, I'm not interested in you, you're not pretty, you don't, you don't uh, turn me on, all those, no, it didn't communicate any of that. I tried to communicate as clearly as possible. So just communicate as clearly as possible, then if they don't respond well, that's when there's an issue. A lot of times it's when the boys don't behave well at that point and the girls are the ones having to have that conversation. If you're always the one having to have that conversation, girls, we should probably find you a different fella. You want one that's gonna do what I did and I'm not saying that I was the awesome at this, I'm just saying I learned from some other folks that you gotta be strong and you gotta lead the girl. Let's press on. Besides, it's so annoying to call the person the next day and be like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's just waste. Anyway, okay. So is it appropriate, healthy to stay connected with exes? No. Next question. All right. <laughs> Marriage, uh, being jealous and dealing with jealous girls when it comes to dating. Um, being supportive. I'm just writing your question down exactly as it is. I don't fully understand it, so I'm going to read this verse. Solomon, Song of Solomon 8.6. Set me as a seal upon your heart and as a seal upon your arm. Listen to this. For love is as strong as death. Jealousy is as fierce as the grave. So, love is strong as death. Jealousy is fierce as the grave. Think about this. In a relationship, If your relationship is more fueled by jealousy, which another word for that really is control, if your relationship is more fueled by jealousy and or control, it is going to pull you down. That's the grave part. Jealousy wants to pull you into the grave. When your relationship is confident and confidence inspiring and encouraging and pushing each other towards the Lord, That is going to be a relationship full of love. And then in those relationships, when someone says, hey, I felt a little uncomfortable when you and her were talking and where you and he were talking, you're gonna gonna listen a lot more closely because you know this is a relationship that is full of love, which pulls away from death, not jealousy, which pulls towards the grave. So if you're in a relationship, always try to be in a relationship where you think the best of each other, you expect the best of each other, you are promoting love and not jealousy. Jealousy will always end up being a real headache and it will pull you back. And besides, other people won't want to hang out with you. So, and we want you to have friends. Okay, now, marriage and relationships. Can, guy, can being picky become too picky? Yes. 
Guys, encouraging guys, be a Sebastian. Oh yeah, I thought I put that in there. Sebastian, you know, from the Little Mermaid. Like, like, go get them, fellas. Like, you need some boys in your corner going, go get them, guys. You can do it. Ask her out. I saw some of you last week at the dance. You want to kiss the girl? Like, some of you were like, you were like, go, let's go. And then, and then some of you asked the girls, and I watched this a couple of times. You were like, hey, do you want to dance? And a couple of you girls were like, not really. And, and it was amazing because I watched it happen. It was incredible. And you know what the boys did? They were like, uh, I'll ask somebody else. And I was so proud. I was like, yeah, that away. That away. Go get them. It was amazing. Go on then, kiss the girl. I was, in, I was your Sebastian last week. Way to go. Yeah. Fellas, encourage each other. But if you're after the same girl, may the best man win. <laughs> there were four guys after Heather when I met her, and <laughs> I cornered two of the four. And like, I kind of bullied them. And I was kind of proud of myself afterwards. One of them was at a, church, at a Bible study and one of them was at church. And I was like, are you interested in Heather? And like, I got really close to them and I stood really tall. I was like, are you interested in Heather? And they were like, I mean, yeah. And I was like, you better make a move because I'm going to. <laughs> and they stopped. And I was like, eh. I win. All right. <laughs> and so... All right, being just friends without leading someone on. Yeah, you can do that. Um, here's the encouragement to you. Everybody flirts a little bit. It's okay to flirt a little bit. Nobody likes somebody who's just like, I don't flirt. Like, man, well, you're probably not nice either. Like, you know, like everybody flirts a little bit. That's okay to flirt a little bit. But if everybody in the room thinks you're interested in them, you've crossed the line. Just leave special things special. Don't, don't push the gas all the way to the floor. Like, don't spill all your flirtiness with everybody all the time. Otherwise, you'll just be known as a flirt. And no one, it's like crying wolf. No one will know when you're serious and you'll get a reputation. We shouldn't talk about each other, but we do. And we'll talk about you. And so, like, we don't, you don't wanna be that person. I'm just trying to hurry through these. I don't really mean all of this. Okay, um, can we reduce the stigma of taking someone on a date? Literal word for word question. Yeah, just go out. Don't post about it. We don't need to know. Go out with two people in the same day. Go out with somebody different at like coffee and somebody different at lunch. And I dare you go out with somebody different at dinner and feel awesome about yourself. All right, and if you're a girl, I challenge you to have the no pay Friday. All right? Like, why not? Just be like, I'm available. Yep, I'm available for that too. It's no pay Friday. Like, don't tell the guys. Let's bring back the 1950s. Totally fun. All right, here we go. I had not planned that, that just happened. And I'm glad we were all together for the moment. No pay Friday, it was born here. All right. Okay, here's some hints for the boys. If you're going on a date, overall, all the girls are like, I hope they're listening. Okay, <laughs> fellas, it's okay to pull your picture out and take, uh, to, to pull your phone out and take a picture of this. It's fine. Okay, plan it and pay for it. I can't believe I had to write that down. Um, ask intentional questions. I've had multiple girls say, I think it was fine. I learned a lot about him. 
That's terrible. Okay, ask them about themselves. It's a good thing. Um, have good eye contact. The eyes are just barely above the nose, little below the hairline. Go right there, right there. Just this is home, fellas. This is home. All right, lock it in. Um, hold any doors you walk through. If the girl doesn't like that, if she's like, I got it, it's fine. Then be like, okay, my mom taught me to. And just do it again. It's fine. Don't worry about that. All right. <laughs> Relax and have fun. It's a first date. You're just getting to know someone. Uh, it can be casual and fun, but still make her feel special. Here's the deal, fellas. It's not hard to go on a date with somebody you like. This could be a second or third date. What you want to do as a Christian sister, a sister in Christ, if you go out with her and you realize like this probably isn't going to go anywhere, you be as nice when you end the date as when you started the date. She's a sister in Christ. She will haunt you for eternity. The Lord will put your houses together. Like your mansions will be beside each other and she'll be married to a guy that beats you in heaven. All right, here we go. Now, I made that up. But like, just be really nice to her. Okay, Quite next one. I have heard some girls complain that they don't like guys going to a pastor and talking about, the, this feels very personal. Um, <laughs> and talking about their dating lives, like going to a pastor and saying, hey man, I'm really having a tricky time figuring out so-and-so. Can you give me some advice? <laughs> and in some cases, the guy, whether prompted or not, volunteers a lot of details. And then the girl finds out, I feel like I hate reading this question. <laughs> and then the girl finds out and feels like her privacy is being violated in front of her own pastor without her consent. This definitely happens. Here's the deal. If one of you guys comes to me and says, hey, you know so-and-so, right? And I'm like, yeah, I know so-and-so. And they're like, hey, can you give me like some pointers on so-and-so? I'll be like, I don't know, go ask so-and-so. Like, like, hopefully we'll have like, hopefully it's just like a pep talk. That's usually what it is, girls. Usually it's a guy coming to me and he's like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, well, wipe your mouth. Like, tuck your shirt in. Like, like you know, like, you, you can do this. Um, usually it's just a pep talk. If it goes beyond that, here's my promise to you. I will try to always be a vault for you. I will try to never let stuff leak out. That's all I can promise you is that I will do my very best to be a secure, safe place for you men or women to come and talk to. Usually if it's a lady and it gets personal, I bring Heather in because I don't need to know too much without her knowing stuff. Um, but usually in those situations, it's pretty innocent and we'll just try to make it as unawkward as we can. But I'm not gonna tell the guys to not come to me because you want to kiss the girl. All right. They got to be the Sebastian form. Okay. Oh, wow. This got serious quick. Same-sex attraction. Not sure if this fits in the series, but we haven't really talked about it, so I'm sure people are curious. I, I have thought about this question. This is not like catching me off guard here. I'm going to answer this briefly and sensitively. The Bible is clear in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, even contrary to popular opinion, that homosexuality acting out on same-sex attraction, there's a difference between being tempted to do something and doing something, acting out on same-sex attraction 
is a sin. It is not a lifestyle that is to be embraced or encouraged or applauded by the church because the Bible does not do so. The Bible is similar in that it does not encourage, applaud, cheer on heterosexual relationships that are outside God's sexual plan. So all sexual sin is sexual sin. We get this from Romans chapter one. We get it where Paul talks in, uh, he talks to the Corinthians about this. Uh, we, it's, it's multiple places in the scriptures where we find out, okay, acting out on same-sex attraction is a sin. Now, that being said, I think that probably answers a lot of questions. The view would then be marriage is defined as a relationship between one man and one woman, going back to God's original design, carrying on in God's original design to now, and what will be as long as life goes on until the Lord comes back. I don't know that a person can help their same-sex attraction just like I can't help being attracted to Heather. So I'm not here to debate that, whether you're, you're born and that continues on or whether it's a thing. This is not probably the right time or place for me to do that. And I would just be ill-equipped to have that conversation with you. I do think as a pastor of Christ's covenant, I would be more than happy to have a one-off conversation with you about same-sex attraction and homosexuality. Uh, and if, you, if that is something that you're like, yeah, that's, that's what I... That's my thing. I'm attracted to men and I'm a man. I'm attracted to women and I'm a woman. Um, I would be happy. I would love to talk with you. Uh, hopefully what you get at our church is a no bending on the, what, what the scripture describes as a right sexual relationship, which is between one man and one woman. Whether it's heterosexual or homosexual, hopefully there's no bending of that and it is a true and proper teaching of the scriptures out of love. Hopefully what you also get is a sense that all are welcome, that we love everyone, and that we want everyone to come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And so I... That's about as clear as I want to make things, as I can make things with time's sake. But if you're like, Thomas, I really want to talk to you about this. I have some questions. I am more than happy to answer those questions. And I'm trying not to make things muddy, but the more we talk about it without me going into a full 40-minute message on same-sex attraction and homosexuality and all those things, I think it would just get muddier and muddier. So I'm going to just move on, but I'm more than happy to talk about this with you. Okay. Okay. Coffee date expectations. What a change up. <laughs> you should pay for coffee. Uh, coffee date, lunch date, dinner date, all those are fine. Let's go to the next one. Dinner date expectations. The guy should pick the girl up. Coffee date, you can meet there. I don't care. I'm just making things up. I don't know. Like, why wouldn't you just go pick her up? Um, unless she's like, I'll just meet you there and then just be like, thank you, Lord, for giving us a chance. Like she just wants a chance, you're just getting a chance. So dinner date though, I would think go pick her up, walk her to the door, hold the doors. And multiple people ask me this. I'm trying to be nice here. Yes, you should pay. Fellas, pay for the date. Girls, if he's like, you got yours, just be like, yep. And we will never do this again. <laughs> like, it's just weird. Okay, 
Let's go on. Let's move on. We got two more. One more. Okay. Can a Christian go on dates with multiple people at the same time while obeying God's commandments for premarital sex, of course, and not sin? Yeah, some of you are smiling. You're like, yeah, I've totally done that. Yeah, why not? Date a few people. Have a good time. You can't do that when you're married. Uh, And so, like, why not? Go on a few dates with people and be like, then you can have, like, like date stories where you're like, where like you, one day your grandkids are going to be like, grandma, how many dates did you go on? And your grandpa and like your grandpa's going to look at her and be like, yeah, how many dates did you go on? And you'll grin and you'll be like, one day I had four. <laughs> like, that's awesome. All right. And he'll be like, was I one of the four? And she's like, you were lunch. Uh, and so <laughs> like, it'll be great. Yeah. I don't care. Just Obviously, the more serious you get, the less you go out with other people, and then you just get more serious with that person. Okay, how should a Christian man view taking a girl to cocktails on a first church? This is a funny question. At my old church, you couldn't even talk about alcohol without being like, forgive me, Lord. Um, now we're just like, can we, can we drink at that thing? Um, Christ Covenant, what a place. Okay, how should a Christian man view taking a girl to cocktails on a first or second date? Would God be dis? I don't know. Would God be dishonored if the date activity is based on? <laughs> this is a great question. <laughs> Are you talking beer pong? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> like, hey, I've got this great date in mind. We're gonna get drunk. Like, I don't know. If you're talking like we're gonna go get a drink, I guess that's fine. Sure. If actually getting drunk is involved, this is obviously bad. I should have finished. Yes, it is. <laughs> we're, taking, we're playing O'Doul's Pong. Um, I think it's fine. Here's the deal with alcohol. You didn't ask for this, but I'll tell you. Alcohol, the way God designed alcohol, it will punish you immediately when you abuse it. You want to not mean to say that thing? Keep drinking. You want to feel real bad tomorrow? keep drinking. You want to be like, we did what? Keep drinking. And it can get real bad from there. God, God designed alcohol kind of like knives are designed. Like I always have a knife. My dad always carried a knife. Like knives are great. Like I can open packages from Amazon. I can do all kinds of stuff. I can also stab someone. That's alcohol. Just to ask Brad Paisley and all the other people that have made a lot of money off of songs about alcohol. It can be fun and it can be enjoyable for a moment, but it can turn really bad really quick. If you have to have a drink to go on or the date with the person, then no. But if it's like one drink and conversations, I'm just going to let your conscience be your guide there. So I can't tell you yes or no because the Bible doesn't tell me yes or no. But I do know that you can run the razor's edge pretty quick if you're not careful. So just be careful. Okay. Let's totally change. I'm done with this. All right, ready? Let's be done with relationships. Y'all just date and stuff. Okay. We'll talk about these later. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to pray now. <laughs> I should have prayed a long time ago. Lord, I thank you so much for this time together. Father, you 
are truly unspeakable, and yet you give us words about you, Lord. You are incomprehensible, and yet you give us thoughts about you. Lord, you are bigger than our minds can stretch, and yet you've given our minds a lot of stretch. I ask that you would help us to know you really, really well, Lord, that you would let us sense your your presence, Lord. Lord, you did it during worship, Lord. I just ask that you would continue to let us know that you are near as we learn about your nearness for the next few minutes. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.